Hello and welcome to Temple Bar Tradfest podcast. I'm Ruth Smith. And I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And we're coming to you from the Oliver St. John Gogarty in Temple Bar in Dublin. It's a bank holiday Monday in Dublin, which is never a bad thing, really. Never a bad thing. And especially when you're joined by the great Brenda Castles. You're very welcome, Brenda. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Lovely to have you back with us. I know you had a wonderful gig at Tradfest 2019 at the start of the year. And it's lovely to have you back for a chat. Indeed. And we'll have a chat quite shortly but you have concertina in hand you're going to play a couple of tunes for us what are you going to play i'll play the watchmaker which is a, a tune written by karen tweed i believe and uh, an ed Reavy one called charlie mulvihills
the wonderful concertina playing of Brenda Castles there with The Watchmaker and Charlie Mulvihills, written by Ed Reavy, the first one by Karen Tweed. Brenda, you played an amazing solo gig for us back in January at Tradfest. How has your year been since then? Uh, great, busy. Um, that was January, wasn't it? And uh, I took February kind of quiet and then was over in the States for a West Coast tour in March, April. Uh, with a lot of gigs in New York around the I played in St. Patrick's Cathedral for St. Patrick's uh, weekend and that kind of thing. So the West Coast was my first time out to the West Coast of America and that was amazing. And you performed, as we mentioned, as a soloist here at Tradfest. You also played with Mick Maloney and the Greenfields of America. When you toured, was it with the band or was it solo? Um, it was actually with one member of the band, Liz Handley. So we both uh, we both do a little show together and uh, we did that together at house concerts in various places. Uh, from Montana all the way to San Francisco. And uh, then I went over to teach at the St. Louis Channel, piping Channel. So I got a lot of piping. It was uh, very interesting. <laughs> and it's been a busy year for you with the touring, and I'm sure you've had your merch with you while you've been over stateside. We've been loving your album, Sure Indeedn't You Needn't Bother, which is a great title. And I believe you got it from your granny, is that right? I did get it from my granny, God uh, rest her soul, as they say. Yeah, she uh, she used that phrase quite a bit. <laughs> it just rolls it's, off the tongue. It does if you're Irish, I think. I think few people in America really wondered what I was talking about so but, but it's a good conversation starter no doubt well that's it yeah I did think about think twice about calling it that uh, and then I went with it and it's been a bit of crack and come here do you have any plans for a follow-up album yeah kind of working on it now um, I've been doing a little bit of concertina uh, and singing together and so that's what I'm hoping to do maybe uh, and get a few tracks down shortly and it lends itself beautifully to that because you've got this gorgeous drone throughout and, and it's a lovely support for the voice as well. It really is. It's uh, the counter melodies that you can play uh, are really, in, it's really interesting. I was inspired by a man called John Roberts up in upstate New York and he's a, a Welshman who, because uh, it's more likely to be the English concertina, but he uses the Anglo concertina to do it. So. And do I remember from your gig in January here as a soloist that that is not something that you did a lot up to recently was sing? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I wouldn't. I would have sung in the choir when I was growing up, but apart from that, I wouldn't have sung much. But uh, uh, playing with Greenfields uh, has me singing a lot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, really interesting songs in the in the kind of repertoire. I mean, Mick uh, Maloney in Greenfields has a 40-year repertoire, so you have to keep on your toes. So there's a lot of songs to learn. I was wondering what prompted you actually to step out a little further. Speak to us a little about the Greenfields of America. Though. Are you touring much with them? Um, so last year was really busy because of the 40 year anniversary uh, and we've got a few coming up uh, I think we're at the Clifton Arts Festival in September and a few things in America as well but uh, we're quietening it down now after such a hectic year so not a, not a huge, not the same volume of gigs as last year Certainly big celebrations last year and no greater man, no greater enthusiast for music and song than Mick Maloney. Oh sure, look at I tell you, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's, got, he's a machine, he's a machine when it comes to music, you know, I don't know how he remembers all the words and I don't know how, where it all comes from, but the songs are, there's great songs there that nobody else is singing such a huge amount. So. And not, not alone actually listen to him singing but how he speaks about it and the enthusiasm he has for it. Yeah you'd learn a lot from him and that's, uh, that's the best thing about it really because he knows the history and the details of every piece of music and he makes it come to life for people. Uh, 
for audiences, they love it, you know. You did play an Ed Reavy tune there at the start, and that Ed Reavy was a man that he loved himself. Absolutely, yeah. He, I think uh, that's where he started off uh, with his recordings and, uh, you know, interviewing uh, musicians. And, you know, I was lucky to meet Ed's son, Joe, several times. And so I was just flicking through the book and trying to pick uh, Reavy tunes that aren't played. And that's one that isn't really played. So uh, Billy McComiskey has taken a great shine to it. So we're playing that uh, Charlie Mulvihill one a lot now these days. So. That's fantastic. If you want to find out about what you're doing, is there have you a website that has all your details? Um, I have a Facebook music page. Isn't that terrible? Good woman. <laughs> Brenda Castle's music. So I have to get an old website going, but sure. It'll happen one of these days. Okay, so we can check it out on Facebook. Well, it's been a treat to have you with us here at the Tradfest podcast. And we can't let you go without another tune or a song, your choice. All right, sure. I'll sing a song for you. Sing uh, one that I learnt uh, from a friend of mine, Claire, who was singing um, in Derry Farrell's session down at Mother Riley's a few weeks ago. Uh, well, a few months ago now at this point, probably. And uh, it's a song, uh, and there's quite a few mentions of tea in it. And I love tea, so I felt like I had to learn it. It's called uh, When First I Came to Caledonia. And it's an emigration song. Uh, Irish lads going over to Caledonia in Canada. Uh, so, yeah, so that's, uh, it's, it's not a Scottish song. Um, so I loved it and I learned it. If I had ink 
of the rosy morning A true love letter to you I'd write I wish I was on the deepest ocean As far from dry land as I could be For sailing over the deepest water no woman's love, it could bother me So I stick my head to a glass of brandy It's fine and dandy, I do declare For when I'm drinking, I'm seldom thinking Of how I lost that young maiden fair First I came to Caledonia And I got started at number three I took up lodging with Donald Morgan He had a daughter, could make good tea He had a daughter, could make good tea well, that was Brenda Castles there with a song about emigration and tea when first I came to Caledonia. Lovely to hear her play the instrument and sing as well, Kieran. Beautiful to hear that. And as she mentioned herself, like it's you'd hear more the English concertina doing that kind of accompaniment, but she has a beautiful touch as she has a beautiful voice as well. And speaking of the concertina, I'm always fascinated by how someone chooses an instrument. And I know you're from Clare, and I believe there was a time there you'd get a concertina with your birth certificate. Well, they reckon that there was a, some sort of a shipwreck uh, in the mouth of the Shannon one time and that there was a, a consignment of concertinas in it and they all washed up in West Clare. <laughs> they didn't know what to do with they them. They didn't know, so that's how everybody started playing them in West Clare. It was known as a Clare instrument for yeah. whatever reason at one time. Uh, I never took to it, uh, I, I, even though some of my great sort of heroes in traditional music, like Sonny Murray mm. and Chris Droney and people like that, uh, played concertina, I just heard Enda Mulcair playing the tenor banjo. And you fell in He's, love. And absolutely yeah. loved the sound of it. His father was a fiddle master uh, and would have been associated with Paddy Fahey and all that at the time. He wanted me to learn the fiddle, but I was just taken by the sound and of the And isn't it lovely to let a child at that stage, you know, choose the instrument that resonates with them? Because yep. so many kids get kind of instruments shoved into their hands because their parents wanted to play it and never did, or what, for whatever reason. Yeah, no, it but we, it's we lovely were, to let we, that yeah, happen. We were lucky. We were lucky. We had a good cohort of young people as well around in us that were playing traditional music, but certainly uh, I think I was probably the only... There was one other banjo player in town at the time, so mm-hmm. uh, it was just a sound it was it was shiny yeah and i was d- down at doolan folk festival there a couple of months ago and uh, noel hill got up on stage just himself and his concertina and i know he came from a family where both sets of parents and grandparents um, all played the concertina and just to see him on stage with just that one instrument and it is such a powerful instrument although it's a very delicate one as well in the right hands though and in the hands of Noel Hill well then that's going to be a very commanding performance no question about it well from a concertina maestro to a duo who are masters of fiddle and accordion Liz Carroll and Jimmy Keane from the Dublin City Hall concert during Tradfest 2019 
Liz Carroll and Jimmy Keane there with two tunes that Liz herself wrote. The first was called Compliments to Jimmy Keane. A jig. No, I wonder who was that written for Ruth? Any ideas on oh, that? Oh Lord, I, c- I couldn't possibly say. Well, the second one was a tune called Fasten Your Seatbelts based on a tune that Liz wrote for an Aer Lingus safety video presentation. I remember that actually. I... What, the video presentation? She wrote it for a, vi- uh, a safety video presentation for Aer Lingus. I must have looked it up at some stage after we found out that. We might have to share it on tradfest.ie. That's what we will go looking for. We'll have to speak to the producer to find that one for us. Donal! <laughs> well, it mess- less of the mess now. It's time for our gig guide. And uh, we have to thank irishmusicmagazine.com for helping us compile it as well because there's so much going on to choose from. Let's go to Guinness Irish Festival, which takes place in Valais in Switzerland and it starts this Wednesday featuring four men and a dog Keela, the Chieftains and Damien Milan that's some lineup. certainly is and the Goodrich Celtic Roots Festival kicks off in Ontario, Canada this Friday and features the aforementioned Liz Carroll and along with Alton and many many more well, of course, we're in the month of August and all roads are leading to the FLA in Drogheda in County Louth. And apart from Skull Eggshire and the competitions, there are many high-profile gigs as well throughout the week. There's the Senior Kayleigh Band competition as well, Kieran, and I know that you're going to be in the thick of it there in the Dome. Are you excited for that? Always excited for the Senior Kayleigh Band competition because it's quite amazing, actually. It's a, a gig that's that there is no audio in. It's a, an acoustic competition. There will be eighteen or 1,900 people in this dome listening to bands of 10 people and there's a certain kind of makeup: fiddles, flutes, concertinas, mm-hmm. drums and pianos and all these bands vying for the title of All-Ireland Champion. They just get up onto the stage, sit down. There's all sorts of tactics whether yeah. they pull to the front of the stage or whether they pull in tight and they're bunching around the middle <laughs> well, of the stage. Well, you're speaking about vying and we've <laughs> talked about the kind of the sporting parlance and how hungry they are when they get to that stage like it is literally a blood sport isn't it well <laughs> it may be for those Galway crowd that come for the Galway crowd but in fairness uh, there's a fantastic camaraderie in there as well the blood sport comes from the followers you know which is still brilliant it, it used to be there around the time of the Tulla and the Kilfinola yeah, yeah. the historic days the bands themselves and the musicians always get on great but they're just great followers and great enthusiasts for the team because they all wind up in the same hotel at the end of the competition playing tunes and talking tunes having a drink and having the fun it is like a good wrestling match it's all about the entertainment value as well isn't it yeah, there's certainly plenty of that and I meet all the bands actually before they go on stage just to find out if there are any changes in the lineup because you will always get a certain number of new bands Super coming each subs. year. All those <laughs> that are coming in each year and some people that take part in the county flag may not be able to get to mm. the provincial flag or they may not be able to get to the All Ireland. So the Super Sub, as you mentioned, is brought in. But it's just great to hear that. I just love the enthusiasm of the whole thing. I just love that people just get together to play music and they get together during the summer. It's a focal point for them. They practice the tunes for the flair, but they always have a session anyway. Absolutely, and I know you've been you've been involved in the in the senior Kayleigh band competition through Kayleigh House and everything. So you've been there year in year out. For you, what is it that makes what's that that particular chemistry that makes an excellent Kayleigh band? I think it's just the drive and the lift in the music. They, they play in unison as they do, but it's the drive and the lift. Maybe the combination of instruments, although it's not 
always the same. The sound is not always the same. That's, I suppose the Kilfenora were very influential. Certainly the modern-day Kilfenora from the 90s were very influential in how bands approached their music. But the likes of uh, Oshin McDermott and people like that from Sligo brought a different type of sound with their band uh, to compete at the All-Ireland Flag, and they did win a title mm-hmm. as well. So it's not... There are five so adjudicators. there's trends as well that there people are. latch on to. Yeah. Yeah. There are. And it's the Blackwater who are the defending yeah. champions, and we expect that they'll be there this year looking to get two in a row and maybe go on down to Mullingar next year for the third one. And, and yet at the core of it there's that traditional element you oh know yeah. there's that there's, but the innovation around it yeah. it's having it kind of sprinkled around it and making mm. it subtle enough that like you said there's a bit of excitement or a bit of a lift to it but it just has that feeling of drive and tradition as well. You can hear actually the bands that might have spent some time playing for dancers mm. because the dancers kind of they kind of hone that particular rhythm and swing and all of that you can usually hear those bands in that competition. And then the regional dialect coming through as well yeah it was regional i don't think it's quite as regional now because you have people from different counties that are moving into different counties living and setting up and friends and all that sort of thing so that's why it it has it's not all the same now as i mentioned about uh oshin and the kilfenora the taller were completely different and indeed they still have a distinctive sound that makes them different as the blackwater does because blackwater let's say would have a a button accordion and a piano accordion so that automatically gives you a different kind of lift yeah absolutely it's fascinating and I'm so excited it's whet the appetite definitely for Flakyol Naheran and the senior Kayleigh band competition but unfortunately that's nearly all we have time for on this episode of Temple Bar Tradfest podcast but we want to remind you that Tradfest is brought to you by the Temple Bar company a not-for-profit collective who manage and promote Temple Bar here in Dublin it's cultural quarter until next week's episode of Temple Bar Tradfest podcast from the Oliver Sinjin Gogarty. I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith. Thanks a million to you all for listening. And we're leaving you now with Neil Toner and band live from St. Mickens playing Way of a Wanderer live at Tradfest. Thanks a million. Slán. wanderer, there he goes again Old man Joe across his back, he's nobody's friend All the way of a wanderer, he's a rambling kind He'll play for you a banjo tune, just for a jug of wine Said just for a jug of wine First love was Caroline, he still wears her ring. She married to a wealthy man down in New Orleans, sat down in New Orleans. He told her by the old sawmill he'd be moving on. She's crying in the windowsill, he's humming a traveling song, just humming a traveling song. Signs is the glare of a highway sign. All the way of the wanderer, every mile.
rolls on by. Said another prayer for Carol Ann, another time rolls on by. Stumble on his path down some long highway. He'll play for you a banjo tune, but he'll be gone by day. Said he'll be gone by day. You could follow in his footsteps if you were so inclined. There's a thousand miles on his shoes, a thousand on his mind. Said a thousand on his mind. Eyes is a bear of a highway sign. All the way of the wonder. 